Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks, the Heralds of Greenest have successfully rescued Ichabon T-Strainer, the halfling naturalist who was trapped in the Scarlet Citadel. They've just teleported with him back to Waterdeep, specifically the watchful order of magists and protectors, where they hope to finish getting him to safety. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren. You might know me as Obo. Happy Hanukkah. Look, I have a Hanukkah mug. I went to the to the local Target. This is about a week and a half ago at this point to go pick up Hanukkah candles because I don't have anywhere incredibly local that is selling Hanukkah candles. But Target, I have found, is a reliable source for at least the Hanukkah basics. They do have a lot of Hanukkah stuff. And they get better every single year. Yeah. like They have a mitzvah moose. <laughs> I yeah. almost bought the mitzvah moose. I just want to buy some good <laughs> Hanukkah stuff. Sorry for interrupting you. I'm just really jealous because there's no Target in Canada. Yeah, what? I know. No, and, and and like I said, every time it comes around to this time of year, I try to find someplace local, and then I end up just going to Target because they have it, and and they have decent stuff. They always have a couple different styles of menorah and a couple different kinds of candles, and then every year they at least have like an end cap and a half of Hanukkah stuff, which frankly is more than enough because you know it, it's Hanukkah. It's not like it's it's Passover or anything, but usually I just go ahead and I grab candles, and then I went looking just for funsies and uh for our listeners at home what i'm holding it's a very basic mug it is literally just a white mug in black that has a black writing on it that says happy hanukkah and it was five bucks and i went for five bucks i have a mug that i'm going to use for eight days because yeah i'm using this all eight days of hanukkah i've shown it off I literally have streamed every single day this week. I will be streaming every single day this week. And I have shown this mug off every single time. And then this mug is going to get washed again and then probably put away for another year. But for $5, I've had the joy of a Hanukkah mug. Now, what's in it is just juice because it's been a long day. And I literally uh, started this episode late because I was in the middle of doing work. So it's good juice in my Hanukkah mug. It's a Travancore. We'll go with you next. What are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is uh, a long juice line. It's a strawberry lemonade from Wendy's with a double shot of vodka in there because I forgot how big the shot glasses are because I haven't used one in a very long time <laughs> because I haven't had hard liquor in a very long time. It's mm -hmm. a school night. Down the hatch. This <laughs> <laughs> is cold. Wow. There was a lot going on in Ooh, that sentence. There's a lot of subtext. Wow. That's just tasty enough to be dangerous. Ooh. All Check right. in on me in an hour. I will check in on you on an hour. Uh, you know who else I should check in on in an hour? I don't know why, but I will. Uh, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, it's Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magimuscular, and tonight I have one of my truly lemonades. Uh, this time it is a strawberry lemonade, and it is quite good. And uh, since we are moving right along, the shot of Fireball today, to be consumed by uh, at the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof, like I've done this for 400 episodes. Uh, it's dedicated to Remote Speak. Uh, they are a wonderful online group. Uh, you can find them at Remote Speak on Twitter. 
they recently had an Extra Life event that I was fortunate enough to participate in, and we raised almost, I think we got to 3000 bucks, and wow. they're doing it again, uh, December 11th. Uh, check out uh, twitch.tv slash remotespeak. They will be doing a live 12-hour stream that I will again be participating in. We'll be playing hey. Halo, Jackbox, and other things to be announced. To be announced. Very, very nice. Well, congratulations. And uh, if you are listening to this, then you should go definitely check that out for a good cause. Bernie, what are you drinking? I'm I'm less drinking and more casting on tonight, but I did make tea. It's been kind of a long day for me as well. We're slowly transitioning to being back in the office, and I was not only back in the office today, uh, which meant I had to get up early enough to like look like I should be in an office. Uh, I also mm. just had a lot, a lot, a lot of meetings, um, lots of um, anybody who ever has worked in any form of, of anything knows how much fun online training is. Mm-mm. And that's my week. So I've got chamomile tea to calm me. And eventually my husband will come back from walking the dog because he is a wonderful, wonderful man who when I remembered we were playing tonight, I went, oh, no, I can't help you take her on a poo walk. For those of you who don't know why it takes two people to walk a dog in Canada when it snows and you have a tiny little dog, it requires a lot of equipment. Mm. And putting one booty on a dog is a whole production and putting four booties on a dog is a whole nother production plus her little winter coat. But thusly, she goes out and actually gets some exercise. So... We will hopefully, she will hopefully come come visit me and meet you guys Aww. when she is back. She is so snuggly. Her name is Nori. I'm looking forward to Coco Snoot appearing in this show. And finally, Carlton, what are you drinking? Hey, today's uh, drink of choice is a sparkling water from Good and Gather. It's pomegranate dragon fruit. Ooh, pomegranate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I've had this flavor before, so... Also, can you move you or the microphone closer to each yes, other? Yes, yes, I can move the microphone closer. For those of you listening at home from the deleted clip, because my microphone was too far, I am drinking Good and Gathered uh, <laughs> Pomegranate Dragon Fruit Sparkling Water, which is you the Target You realize at this point I'm leaving all that in, right? <laughs> oh, I would expect nothing less than <laughs> How is it? It's not bad. It's a little, little like tart and berry-ish and subtle flavors, but that's what sparkling water is all about. It's soda light without all the sugar. Mm. And like flavors. You know, I heard someone describe like seltzer to me as like the ghost of a soda. And it kind of fits. No, yeah. I love seltzer. It's its own thing. It's so good. I started calling it after working on an overnight feature tickle water. It is tickle water. Tickle I remember water. you talking it's about spicy that. water. Uh, yeah. I'm going to keep calling it ghost soda if it's all the same to you guys. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, at 4 a.m. when you're loopy from working, you know, 12-hour days, you know, it's like, hey, do you want flat water or tickle water? <laughs> I think that's a really accurate description. Because it does, like, fizz on your it tongue. It fizz on your tongue, yeah. It tickles Yeah. It. I and think that's get, perfect. And then you get ooth tongue. What? <laughs> ooth tongue. Seltzer water invented before soda. It can't be the ghost of soda. Because without seltzer, no soda. If we weren't carbonating water, we could not make soda. Then in that case, would soda be evolved tickle water? Soda could be, like, in a Pokemon evolution. Okay. I think it's water. Is it Blastoise? Is soda Blastoise? I think it, I th- yeah, it bl- Blastoise. Yeah, I think if we're looking at, um, I almost called him Squidward. Uh, that's <laughs> not the one. <laughs> All right, friends at home. Slightly tonight different, I am drinking uh, pomegranate there. dragon fruit war portal. <laughs> 
War total. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, where where on this is pop located? And and with that, is it pop? Pop? Is it pop soda? I'm Angie. I'm Angie. I'm going to do it. You know what? In Faerun, it's all called pop. It's no. Canon. Canon. You monster. It's all called pop. You arrive back at the at the Watchful Order of Magus and Protectors with your charge, Ichabon T-Strainer, to find Erastic is actually standing in the teleportation room, which is not unusual, but it doesn't happen all of the time. And in, he wasn't expecting you. He is currently drinking some pop, because he is. And he is slightly startled by your appearance, because you did just come in fresh from the Scarlet Citadel. He startles a little bit, looks over at you, puts the can down. No, it's a glass. He puts the glass down on a nearby table and says, Ah, I frankly wasn't expecting you this fast, but I'm glad to see you. Ichabod, you look better than I expected. And your halfling naturalist that you have rescued? I, we, we rescued him. him. Yeah, liberated, liberated. I only say rescued with that inflection because there was questions about how much of a prisoner he was and how much of a prisoner of his own And how much this was was the first third of a pretty kinky romance novel. I was going to (laughs) say, and how much are we not shaming him for his choices? Hey, if you like being chained to a bed and you consent to it and your partner consents to it, more power to you. Exactly. (laughs) Now, in this case, you do know that he did not consent to that, but you also did find out that this wasn't as much an abduction as more a consensual trip into a dungeon that then went awry because of him snooping. That's because consent can be revoked at any time. Exactly. Exactly. And so so there was some rescuing, but there was also there was more going on there. But anyway, he is happy to be there. And he looks up at Aras and says, oh, thank you very much. I was uh, I was really worried about everything for a, a while, uh, but I'm so glad that you sent some people. Um, I still have to pay my bill. And Aras waves you on in and over to his office as he's gently explaining to Ichabon that, you know, everything will be taken care of. And you do notice as you walk on in, you pass by a couple of windows and you do realize it's rather late. It's it's nighttime outside, and it's been a couple days since you've been in Waterdeep, and not only do you notice that it is very, very dark. Jonathan, you would actually know exactly what time it is, don't you? I do. He does. 8.43 in the evening. The and moon is hanging dark. low in the sky. I'm Sucks. sorry. I was like, I thought it was 8.09. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, we're doing the thing where it's the time it is, and I'm At the tone, the time for Jonathan the Magic Muscular is. Oh, Bing. we've got a Coco Snoot. She's got Nori. Here she comes. Hello, puppers. Nori, say hi. I'll I'll quote my favorite TikTok song now. I would like to see the baby. Do 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 do. I would like to see the baby. (laughs) Oh, she is a solid thirty-eight out of ten. Aw, she's the bestest. The bestest puppy. She's pretty great. I love her. So yes, not only do you know it is quite late in the evening, you also all notice that the spring thaw has finally arrived, and since the the time that you were gone in these last couple of days, the snow has mostly melted. You can see where the the big giant piles that have been made of them scooping it out of streetways and 
out of, you know, clearing it out of uh, the way for carts and things. Those piles are still there, but the basic snow has finally started to melt. And Aras brings you on into his office as he's still talking with Ichabon and basically reassuring, yes, we will go ahead and take care of your bill. We will go ahead and pick up all of your equipment that was still in the room. Absolutely, that should not be a problem. I'm I'm glad that they were able to get you back here safely and immediately. No, I don't think I'll be sending you back. It's probably best that you stay here and just just get caught up on everything. And looks at the group of you and says, were there any complications that I should know about besides Bill for, yes, besides the bill for the hotel. Dr. Gloves. You should be concerned about Dr. Gloves and not doing peer review. Yeah, um, we have something we need to report to the internal review board in, on a mm, potential human subjects testing ethical level, but mostly just like an any living subjects testing ethical level. So Jonathan the Magimuscular will kind of put everything together for Ras and he'll say, well, well, we encountered a human alchemist by the name of Deniska Maxilov, and she was very interested in some, in one of the alchemy labs that apparently survived in the Citadel. And the activity attracted several creatures that interacted with the, with the ooze-based concoctions that they were, that they were doing. And as Jonathan Magimuscular is describing, you know, the concoctions. He is, of course, flexing as much as he can. That and my tongue went like this. Yes, and uh, Carlton actually tested this on himself. Oh, we have some of that, right? We do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do. Oh, oh, sorry, we have the potion. Ichabon suddenly looks incredibly excited and comes over to you, Carlton, and says, Can I Can I see your tongue? You said you, you actually ah! tried it out. And you, yes, 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 please. And he pats himself as though he's looking for something and then looks over all of you and says, I, I don't have my gloves. I don't have a napkin. I don't have anything to do no, this. No, that's fine. I did. grab his claw and... Ah. No, Bernie's gonna say, I use the end of my shirt. Please don't. You germs, not a... You don't have to worry. Just, just kind of the sleeve. And Bernie just kind of goes, grab, grab, grab. Yeah, Mage Hand also helps uh, uh, make some room. He's, it's like a spanner for Carlton's mouth. Ah. Yeah, and Carlton Ichabon is just all up in your tongue and is doing that annoying thing that dentists do where they ask you questions at the worst time when you have no way of actually answering in any intelligent way, uh, intelligible way. He's poking at your tongue and says, you you said that you, so did you try the entire concoction or did you just try a No, it's all my tongue because I dipped my finger in it and then I, uh, then I touched my tongue to see what it was. Oh, you were you were actually trying to identify it. No, that makes a ton uh, of sense. For those that of you at home that don't have the visual, I literally held onto my tongue while saying that last thing. <laughs> <laughs> this acting. Authentic. Uh, method. Method. method so if, if you've got, uh, uh, Master Zick, if you've got a, uh, a handy vial, Jonathan the Med Muscular is going to hand me the potion. And it's retrieved. And I give him like an eye, eye stopper of it in case the alchemy folks want to have a look at what was being brood there but jonathan the Magimuscular is the person that we encountered was at least reasonable but socially inept that and we don't know i mean she's a human so she doesn't have the same amount of time that say 
an elf does to do to evolve into evil. But that might be something that we want to take into account. So you have her name. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular describes her as best he can with his photographic memory. I don't know if Travancore or Bernie made a portrait or could make a portrait, but... Travancore immediately pulls out his sketchboard and starts to draw from memory a picture of uh, of our, our friend, Alchemist friend. Bernie okay. reaches into the bag and pulls out all of her inks and shoves them to Travancore. And she says, do a good job. I really don't like that woman. Travancore, give me a performance check with advantage between you just having met her and Jonathan's description and having access to all these nice inks. Give me, give me with advantage. Ooh, thanks for the inks. Bernie it's coloring time. Up. Bernie says, I like to smudge them together really well <laughs> with my finger to make good colors. Oh, no. That's either a good laugh or a bad laugh. That's a bad laugh. Oh, Uh-oh. no. Ocho. Or Etta in Malayalam, if you prefer. So you Eight. rolled twice, and that was the highest one? See. Oh, okay. Oh. Dang. They- Hold on. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to see if I can help. Just sweet desolé. Yeah, I let me hang hang on, because I know... So an eight score was, would give you as good a sketch as I could make. <laughs> well, an no, eight no, score I, would be better than what I could make. I, so I'm seeing if I, can, if I can manipulate the fates. Let me see if I can change reality. Are you going to use a wish spell on Travis? No, I don't like have it. wish prepared. <laughs> I don't even have wish learned, Lauren. Think, okay, so here's, this, here's what I think the new wish rule is. This is the shit you should use wish on. Someone's sitting there and they're like, God, I spilled wine on my favorite tie. And and Jonathan comes in and he's like... <laughs> I don't I don't know if if Bernie wants to burn her or attempt to burn her once per week ability on this. Divine intervention? How, you want to call in your god? How much yeah, does Bernie actually, dislike this woman? Because you know what? Bay is petty. A <laughs> little bit. Not a lot. Not a lot. But Bernie wouldn't get away with it if her goddess wasn't also like, yeah, I don't like her either. I love like, it. All right, Bernie. How to divine. This is the first time I've ever used this. This is the first time. So the way divine intervention <laughs> works until you reach level 20, in which case it works whenever you want, you have to roll a d100 and you have to roll... Your level or lower. So you currently, because you're all level 17, because you haven't leveled up yet, you have a 17% chance of it working. If it doesn't work, you can try again tomorrow. If it does work, then you can't do it again for seven days, but it's basically like asking, it's basically like getting a wish, but you don't have to worry about the consequences because this is your god who assumably you are asking her to do something that she wants you to be able to do. So, go ahead and roll that D100, Bernie. Okay. No! Oh! Damn it, damn it, it's it a It was 21! so close. Ooh. Oh, man, that was... It was so <gasps> close. Okay, Travancore, hold, hold that thought. I Bernie. Like there should be, like, a sort of... <laughs> there isn't a sort of, but, but I do want to, since this is the first time that you've actually gone ahead and tried to divinely intervent something, what do you pray to try to make this happen? Bernie, Bernie sort of like bows her head mildly. She sort of, she sort of like does the thing when you like massage your, your like bridge of your nose. And she says, look, I like to think that sometimes Petty is pious. And well, you were there. Clearly you saw her. Some people 
are their own punishment. And other people, well, they need a little help in that area. And this woman is going to hurt someone one day because not only is she incredibly arrogant, but she has not yet hit the point on the curve where she is intelligent enough to know how much she doesn't know. Which is dangerous, because she's intelligent enough to do damage. And she needs to be regulated. I don't know that she needs to be stopped, but regulations exist in order to make sure that people who have intentions on any level of the scale, and I honestly think hers are neutral at best and self-serving at worst, are not able to harm people, whether they intend to or not. I mean, you, I don't like her. I just don't like her. That's part of it. I'm going to own that. I'm going to just live in that truth. God, I dislike anybody who believes they're smarter than everyone else on the planet. But she needs to be regulated. We need your help. And I ask that you guide Travancore's artistic hand so that he can accurately render this woman. And please, I gave him all my inks, even the good ones that I hide from Carlton. Wait, wait, what? There's better inks? <laughs> Bernie, what? as you pray and attempt to get the intervention of your goddess in this matter, you receive a couple of feelings in return. No words and sadly no action. But you get a couple of things. But the first thing you get is acceptance that it's okay to dislike someone, especially when they're being an asshole. The second thing is a warm feeling for the desire to help Travancore. While she's not going to do it, she appreciates that this is what you would use your, your powers to do, to help your friend. And the third thing you get is your other friends got this, basically. Basically, you get the sense that I appreciate that Travancore may not produce the best piece of art, but don't worry. What you want is probably going to happen anyway. And so it's not with, you don't feel too bad when Travancore turns his piece of art around. And Travancore, would you please describe with your eight? <laughs> what, <laughs> That's what you does, an eight. That's an eight? That's an eight. What okay. would you, how would you describe the, the eight of uh, the picture that you've drawn? Well, so Travancore is still, like, learning a lot about art. He's not good at hands yet, so we'll find any way to hide hands he can. It's not a stick figure, but, I mean, it's a lot of robe. I don't remember if she actually had a robe on or not. Like, that's just <laughs> what I drew. And then, because it seemed like an alchemist would wear a robe, and I gave her short bangs because, you know, I don't know, I don't think she deserves, like, long swoopy bangs to look nice. She got some stains on the robe because she's an alchemist, and uh, I drew a race car behind her because... No, I'm just kidding. I didn't draw a race car. <laughs> no, I think the race car is there. You know what? It's like a like a chariot like uh, with like a, like a boiler engine next to it or something. You hand this on over, and Aras takes it and looks... Oh, Go ahead and roll an insight check, Travancore. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll have to get a 20 on this. Fifteen. Oh, where were you when I last time I rolled? <laughs> where was that when I was trying to divinely intervene in your artistic skills? There you yeah. go, Travancore. You get the distinct impression that Aras considers this piece of art. He's basically looking at it and going, 
yeah, it's probably been a long day. Like he's he's not he's just figuring you've had a really long day and you're tired. But as he takes it, he looks back over Jonathan, who, with his perfect memory, has described this woman perfectly. Also at Ichabon, who has spent several days with this woman and seems to have it well in hand with what she looks like and who she is and everything and nods at all of you and says, I'll get a full report from Ichabon in the morning after he's had a chance to get cleaned up a bit and get some food. But this is definitely enough to go on. I always hesitate to send anyone into the Scarlet Citadel, but it's good to know that she is not incredibly deep into it. So I'll make sure we we send some well-equipped and well-armed people and warn them to not go to the town. Was there anything else that you thought worth talking about? I just saw who I'm pondering me, Corp. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a whole thing. Like, I I am definitely not on the forefront of memes these days. But because I am a D&D player, the pondering of orbs has uh ha- has really gotten to me. And I I the old my only regret, you know, the other day we were talking about regrets in the campaign. Mm-hmm. In the last week or two, I now have one that Jonathan the Magimuscular has not gotten to ponder an orb that he owns. Uh, but that's I just, okay. You can, well, can, Lauren, can we make a food stall that sells corbs? Which or, is an or, so, or, or no, of corn, a cannon thing. <laughs> so the only reason I didn't draw Danaska pondering an orb is because she'd probably look at the orb and think there's very little ooze in here and then put it aside and move on to the next thing. That's, that's incredibly astute. Jonathan, high or low? Hi. Arask has an orb on his desk. Does he ponder it? So Jonathan the Magimuscular, as soon as he, as soon as like Travancore has started his drawing, which I mean, that wouldn't be immediate. That would be a few minutes. And, and Bernie is, is, you know, communing, uh, attempting to bring her God's action into our world. And so while all that happens, Jonathan the Magimuscular has, because I'm assuming like Aras has like a couple of chairs in front of his desk and, oh yeah, and Travancore's probably in one. And so Jonathan the Magimuscular has sat down, head in hand, and is just, like, deep in this orb's orbiness. <laughs> I'm assuming it's got some, like, some pearl essence or maybe some little lights in it. You know, I, I don't know what kind of orb it is, but Jonathan the Magimuscular gives it a, a hefty ponder. You ponder it. It is a very large orb, but it is kind of your classic crystal ball. It is very clear. And on a little stand on his desk, and it is very large. It is, you could hold it in one hand, but it would definitely, it would have some weight to it. While this is all going on, Carlton, what are you doing? So, you know, after having my tongue fondled by Aras, uh, and- Or by Ichabon. Ichabon, sorry. Ichabon. Yeah, Carlton is just kind of, and then seeing Bernie pray to her goddess and all that. And looking at the Ponder Orb. Yeah, this is just another Tuesday for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of where Carlton's at, where it's just like, all right, yep, uh, in about 30 seconds to an hour, uh, something's going to happen, and I'm just going to chill out and relax, and then wait for the next time to interrupt a quip. All right. The very Carlton thing to do, because right now the conversation has gone from Carlton level to above Carlton level, and he's just like, 
I kind of know where we're going. I just don't really have anything to add until I do. Bernie's going to nudge Carlton after her prayer, and she's going to say, You want to ask him about gifts? Oh, money, please. Oh, yes. Money, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to need you to wait here for just a moment. I don't have the full sums here at my desk, but this will give me a chance to... Let me go get Ichabon some a room and some food and everything. Can you wait here for about five minutes? And when I come back, I'll have I'll have the money for you, the other half of your payment. Sure. Yeah. At this point, Jonathan the Metamuscular has put one knee on the desk and he's like in a almost thinker-like pose with a fist up to his chin that he's resting on. And of course, his bicep be popping. Uh. Bernie's going to lean over to Travancore and she's going to say, Can I tell you a secret? This is not a capital S spellcaster thing. I think this is like a wizard thing. I think a very specific kind of wizard with that. <laughs> Do they think they all, do you think we should, it, it doesn't, Aras didn't seem like phased? Do you think this is like, maybe they sit around and do this in groups? I, I don't know if it's a wizard thing and they do it in groups, or that Aras has seen us do so many bizarre things that it doesn't really bother him anymore, and he just accepts it as part of our charm. You know, I hate to admit that's pretty highly likely, isn't it? We are weirdos. Porque no los dos. Why not both? Jonathan, give me... Constitution saving throw. Oh, this okay. is good. The void is staring back. Yep. As as you continue to ponder this orb and your friends are chatting while Aras is taking care of getting Ichabon settled. That is a natural 20. Oh. Oh, damn. See, I Man. think that's why I drank ahead of time. <laughs> you yeah. arm wrestled the void. I did. Jonathan, you pick up Aras's orb <gasps> and you gaze into it. And it is as heavy and weighty as you expected it to be. It has the, the weight and gravitas that you really expect out of a fine wizard's gazing orb. And you peer deep into the center of it, trying to look past the warped visions that encircle it because it is so clear and it's kind of it's doing that thing in where it's become a, a weird funhouse mirror, but you gaze right into its center. Oh, this isn't magical at all. It's just a really pretty <laughs> glass ball. Now it's got your fingerprints on it. It's as as Jonathan the Metamuscular holds it. Now is as since he's picking it up, you know, his triceps are and and forearm are just, you know, veiny and and developed and veiny? A little bit, yeah. Okay. That's what happens. Have oh, you yeah. been reading romance novels? <laughs> you're pondering a man's balls and you're talking about your baney. Fun fact, in the world of Jellystone, the Flintstones are a romance novel series. That was Okay. That was I a don't connection know how to I wasn't to expecting in this so, game. All right. So Jonathan the Magimuscular gives it a mighty ponder with his mighty arm. And is that moment that Aras returns. You didn't think he was gone that long. And he returns and grins a little bit in that that weird way that Aarakocca are doing where they just kind of open their mouth and kind of puff up a little bit and he says ah Jonathan I see that you have been taken with my ponder orb it's ponderous it is that was given to me as a gift many 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 years ago and it has served me well maybe one day I'll find out where they actually bought it from and you can get one for yourself but please Make sure you use prestidigitation before you put it back. You will get fingerprints on it. 
Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And so Jonathan the Muscular puts it down and then gives it a, a good prestidigitation. Just... And as you do that, Aras puts four bags out in front of each of... Well, one bag in front of each of you. Four bags. Each containing another 500 gold pieces. They actually contain 50 platinum, right? Because one platinum is yep, yep. 10 gold pieces. I did that correctly. Correct. Uh, so it's a small bag. But yes, each of you get 50 platinum. And he says, as promised, the other half of the payment for returning him alive and unharmed. I will go ahead and make sure that his effects are picked up. While I don't think there's anything dangerous or anything that needs to be retrieved immediately. He's taken copious notes and has a lot of samples that are very useful. So I will make sure that a team is sent out to collect his stuff and then go into the Scarlet Citadel with your information and see about this alchemist. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into one single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and Faerun's lore. Every week there's something new happening, and the game is available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on December 19th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. H-A-D-S-K-N-O-P-L-O-Y-S. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. I don't have anything specifically for you to do immediately, but while you were gone, I think it's important for you to know that plans have gone forward with the performance that includes all of the bardic instruments, several of which you have acquired. And it seems like the, the group of bards that's going to be performing have been brought together and rehearsals should start soon. And it's looking like the actual performance should happen in about two weeks. The goal is to have a outdoor performance now that the weather has broken. Something nice and pretty, I guess. I don't know. Never really found outdoor performances to be my thing, but most of the Watchful Order will be there. Uh, and obviously all four of you have standing invitations for some of the best seats that we have considering how important you were in obtaining these instruments. There's nothing much else that needs to be done. I just wanted to let you know as soon as I saw you, since this seemed to be something that was very important to you. Do you need us to communicate this to Lord Thontrovac, or have you been regular communication or someone I'm from sorry, the Watch Lord? I'm sorry, what did you refer to him as? Yeah, whoa, whoa, hold up here. Lord? That's his title. Is it? Can, can I insight check to make sure he's not being mind-controlled? Yeah. Or sorry, Travancore. Can I insight Travancore? Go for it. Uh, Hang on, you ain't the only one. My insight's a lot lower, but... I mean, okay. Jack is okay with it. Go for it. Ten. Twelve. Yeah. Bernie doesn't care. Bernie just says, no, it's just Santorvac, the dragon that's, you know, a dragon. I don't think he's lord of anything. 
You don't get a title just because you're big and old. Several titles have been earned in exactly that fashion. <laughs> well, then my great-grandmother got so big that one time she, she could not fit through the door. She got so tall there was a growth spell involved. It's a whole thing. And she was old and no one called her lord of shit. Travis Carter, from henceforth, you shall call me Lord Carlton. Just, just imagining this gnome, like, like cultivating power because she's just bigger than other gnomes and rounder. To be fair, Lord of Shit is a very unflattering title, so maybe for the best that she was not called that. Yeah. Uh, she was rest- a nice lady. She just, things went wrong. She, you know, when you're not gnome-sized and everyone else is, all of a sudden, got a lot of problems come the winter solstice celebration. <laughs> Aras speaks up at this point and says, titles are earned, confirmed, conferred, and stolen in lots of different ways. I've learned to just stop asking. Sometimes it's better to just refer to a creature by the way they want to be referred to, whether I think they've earned it or not, because it makes the conversation easier, and especially when you are dealing with a relatively powerful dragon of some renown. But do we, wait, wait, can we pause though? Because I do not remember at any point in time, anyone telling us he had that title. I don't either, but I totally believe that that would be something that Traven, like, totally up to you, Travancore, but it didn't seem out of character to me. I could have swore that I heard some NPC call him that or something, because he has thralls. I mean, they have, they have to call him something. They probably want to call him by his, by his full, just Dantrevac, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they call him t they're dealing with, like, weird issues of their own. <laughs> so you know that he doesn't, he doesn't have thralls, uh, because, mostly because that's a term that I, at right. least I personally think involves, like, mind control Mind control, stuff. right, right. This isn't the Thorian we're dealing with. Fair. No, like, his relationship with all of you is kind of a- along the lines of his relationship with a lot of the people that he works with. Just if you had taken the step to continue to want to work under him as an employer. You've had kind of a more antagonistic relationship with him, kind of a, a more, oh, we don't know, necessarily want to work with you, and he's kind of forced your hand a little bit. But if you were, for whatever reason, more open to the idea of serving him in the capacity of like an employer-employee, that's what he wants. He wants to be able to say, these people work for me and these people are powerful and influential, and thus I am even more powerful and more influential. So Sure. Well, I think it's exactly the opposite. Like, Travancore grew up in a royal family, so, like, there were probably several underlings of his father that were, were dressed properly as lord or lady. You just yeah. called your teacher mom. That's what this <laughs> is. <laughs> or, you know what? We don't have to, listen, we don't have to relive that terror. This is Travancore slipping up. Because everybody around him has a title. Well, it took me, <laughs> what, 300 plus episodes? <laughs> anyway, Aras continues and says, No, Balana is continuing to have the conversations with your blue dragon acquaintance? Acquaintance, correct? Probably fair. Okay. Balana has continued to manage that conversation. And as far as I know, everything is, is being worked out to everyone's satisfaction. Uh, I don't think the 
the specifics have been nailed down yet, but everything is coming together incredibly fast. So I thought I would give you the heads up. Are you planning on staying in town for the next two ten day? Yeah. Yeah, we are, right? That's the thing. Oh, yeah. We're like hanging and doing I our thing. I figure I owe the fire brigade some of my time. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, helping out whoever's whoever's on duty right now, since I have some time. Uh, and I'll prep some uh, some good civil service spells for the next few days uh, while I... I, I I know I'm probably not on the schedule, and I might even Jonathan the Magic Muscular may not be on that schedule anymore. But I figure it's a good show of faith, you know, as a as my as my contribution to the to the order because I don't yeah you know, my schedule's flexible. I don't know when I'm going to be in town next for this long. I think that would be wonderful. You are certainly not on the schedule. You've certainly helped out the order in many many different ways, and so there is no requirement at this point for you. To, to do that anytime soon. However, if you are at all interested, I can definitely get you set up with a, a squad. Yeah, pay it forward a little bit. Yeah. And you all certainly do not need to stay in town for the full 2-10 day, but that is the, the current plan is in about two weeks for this, this performance to take place. They're looking to have a pavilion set up in the City of the Dead so that there's plenty of room for people to be able to attend outside of the invited participants and for the music to propagate as much as possible for people to enjoy. It would also make it a little easier for Thontor Vrak to arrive and listen in as inconspicuously as possible. As much as, uh, as Jonathan the Magimuscular is looking forward to a couple of 10 days of relatively hopefully relatively low stakes duty i think we all want to make sure that this concert goes off without a hitch bernie especially has worked extremely hard to make sure that this has happened without a fight and it would be a shame for something random to happen and disrupt that so we'll Jonathan the Magic Muscular feels we all will m must be on our guard and just be ready. Well, I appreciate that. At this moment, there's nothing that is necessary. But if that does mean that you will be staying at least within communication distance, if not in town, then that is good to know in case things go sour. But at least at the moment, there doesn't seem to be any problems. But I will definitely keep in contact. With that, Arast kind of stands and says, otherwise it is rather late, and unless there's any other news or things that you wanted to discuss, I'm finally going to retire. I was actually about to head out myself and was walking through the teleportation area when you all arrived. I'm glad that I was there when it happened, but it is time for sleep. Have a good night. Thank you, Master Zick. He escorts you out of the teleportation area. Uh, obviously, some of you do have to leave the uh, Watchful Order, but he's not pushing you all to leave. He just kind of wants, wants you out of his office, essentially. And as he leaves, unless there's anything else you want to do here, I'm going to say what I want to spend at least the rest of this session doing in, in a light way, and some of this we'll do next time is you do have two ten day that you have off, quote unquote, to do with as you will. 
the next time we get together, there will be a few things that'll happen on a regular basis over the 10 day. But just in general, assuming that none of you are leaving Waterdeep, I'd like to know what would you like to be up to? We've already heard that Jonathan is happy to hang around and do some Firewatch duties. Carlton, do you have any ideas about what you might want to do over those 10 days or if you're just happy to lounge around and enjoy a break? Carlton, having spent time with Stock in the kitchen, has started coming up with ideas about the tavern that we quote-unquote own, air quotes, <laughs> uh, back in Ampale. And he thinks that, you know, there's probably one too many taverns in Ampale. And with all the noble families using that as their summer retreat, I think he might want to open up Chef Q's kitchen and make it a fine dining establishment. So he's going to work on, one, he's going to get himself a monogram chef jacket that says Chef Q. Chef Q. I love it. And then he's going to work on trying to learn more about, like, recipes and, like, fine dining. And he has a, he, we do have a contact on somebody who can get us exotic meats. <laughs> you know, like, if I ever want to serve basilisk. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so he's going to learn, he wants to spend time, you know, reading about how to prepare, like, exotic foods. And, like, basically preparing for when he does retire, opening up a fine dining restaurant in Amphale. It's all going to be chef plates. And if you... You eat what I tell you to eat. (laughs) If you ever are wanting for more magical ingredients to try, Jonathan the Muscular has your back. Because if if it's not in his component pouch, he can get it for you. Wonderful. Ooh. All right, Travancore, over the next 210 day, is there anything that you'd like to accomplish? I'm going to try and check in with Olivia Pasarak. I haven't seen her in a little while. Maybe catch up for brunch or something. Just fun, chill, just fill her in what, what I've been doing. See what she's been up to. Just sort of like see an old friend again. Sure. Is this the kind of thing in where you're going to go to her place or are you going to try to um, be like, hey, let's go out to lunch. Let's go out somewhere. And and I'm I'm going to say the only reason I'm asking is because of the the location might. If you're in private, she might want to talk about she might be more willing to talk about private things. Well, if you're in public, she might want to keep things more casual, I guess. So are you looking for a more casual experience? Are you looking for a more, I want to be able to talk with you and like, not have to worry about the the people in the table next next door? I think I'm going to split the difference. I think I'm going to find one of the restaurants that Travancore is a regular of and sort of request a private room and not to be disturbed, you know, unless I call people or whatever, just so she has a sense of being free, but also that she's not cooped up in her own house. All right. I love it. And Bernie, same question to you. As they are walking out of the Amethyst Acropolis that belongs to Bernie, because she licked it, uh, I feel like that needs to, there's got to be a reminder in there every now and then. Bernie's going to do a sending. She's going to do a sending to Thondorvac, and she's going to say, I have a question. Can you change form? Wait. Is that it? <laughs> Okay. Okay. (laughs) There is a brief pause, and then relatively quickly, because there's been times in where you've messaged Thontorvrak and you haven't gotten an answer for quite a while, but relatively quickly you get an answer. Bernie! What's an interesting question to ask out of the blue? Were you looking for a specific form? And that's the end of the message. She's just, we're, we're assuming she can burn spells because we've got the, the 10 days. She's, she's going to reply, Susan, anything on a more 
humanoid to elvenoid scale. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I have two ten days to burn, and I know a place with really good churros and a cathedral that you might enjoy making fun of. Are you asking me out on a date? <laughs> this is quite forward. I was, I was not expecting this at all. I'm very flattered. Bernie's going to reply, you're the snarkiest person of my acquaintance, and I've had to be nice to a lot of people lately. Bernie, roll a persuasion check. It's not a date. You didn't say that. But. You didn't, you didn't, all you said was, but, you're the, yeah. But, but Bernie, if he wants it to be a date, and that's going to get him out, I don't want to do a shopping montage. <laughs> I think this would be interesting and mildly dangerous and can make a lot of people angry if the they Drew found Stan out. Is at my is at Jonathan the Magic Muscular's alma mater. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well, okay, so the churro stand, the specific churro stand is at is in No, Neverwinter. it's on the way to the really ugly. It's on the way to the 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 barren ugly. Well, yes, again. okay. So there is there is also churros. I, okay. In, because the I'm assuming the moderately ugly temple you're talking about is the one that you were using to get to the secret place that you can't tell anybody. Yes, about. I was okay. gonna go take him okay. on a tour of the brutalist temple and make fun of the fact that this woman decided that her office chair would just be wood. Okay, all right. I know Thontorvac. He likes nice things, and when he can't get nice things, he seems like the kind of being that wants to be disdainful about everyone else's taste. And him and Bernie have that in common. And she's been feeling really fucking petty. She hasn't gotten to take it out on anyone. So she's going to go find the pettiest person of her acquaintance, and they're going to have some fun. All right. Uh, what's your persuasion check? 23. All right. You get an answer. I would be absolutely delighted. Let's pass on the brutalist architecture, though, and just have the churros and maybe a walkabout. I might be interested in seeing for myself the City of the Dead for reasons. I have weird feelings about Cities of Dead. I'm sure you understand, but sure, I've never been. I will say... As a reminder, you have the City of the Dead is the ward in Waterdeep that is basically, it's a park slash giant cemetery. It's been a while since you've been there and it was very, very brief when you were, but it's the place where when the oh, kobolds yeah. attacked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, okay. we made a stand there. Yeah. We did but, make a stand. Bernie's going to say, then she will, we will revise that and yeah. Bernie will say. Oh, absolutely. You know, the last time I was there, it really yeah, I'd like to go back not in, you know, how sometimes you go to a place for business, but you don't get to see anything but the convention center. I would love <laughs> to go back to the city of the dead. Or the airport, yeah. yeah. Or the airport. It's like, I went to San Diego Comic-Con and all I saw was the hotel and the convention. You get one last reply to that sending. He says that I made fit the character limit clearly. <laughs> Once again, I know you're all about to take a long rest and you could burn like 12 spell slots if you need to. So I'm not worried. Fantastic. I will see you tomorrow. I'll pick you up for lunch at that adorable little inn that you like to stay at. What was it called? The Golden Griddle. <laughs> Do you actually say the Golden Griddle? <laughs> She's at the Golden Rock Tavern. Okay. <laughs> it's, no, it, 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 above game, it's the golden, it's the golden griddle. 
Yeah. I miss that place. Did the Golden Griddle survive? Everything? I have no idea. I can check for you guys. Probably not. Yeah. No. So yeah, you have this exchange with Antorak and make it a date for the next day as you are headed. Bernie to the- doesn't tell anyone, by the way. That was going to be my question. As you are not headed, a soul. So you do these sendings later when you are alone because sending yeah. does require you to speak out loud. Okay. Oh, it does. I thought we did it in our brains. So you can reply in your brain, but when you cast the spell, it has a verbal component to it. And in my games, the verbal component is the sending. But you can reply silently. So, And Bernie would know that, which is why I was going to ask. So yeah, you head to the Golden Rock Tavern to your normal place to enjoy a very, very late dinner and a fine meal by Gestock and get a long rest, which I believe means everybody levels up. I have a now important question that has now arised because of this conversation. What is huh. the legality status of Halfling's Grass in, in Faerun, in your world? What cities have legalized it? What city uh, states? Halfling Halfling's Grass. grass. <laughs> I like that. You know what? Yeah, I, I think it is, it is regulated the same way alcohol is. Not for kids. Carlton's going to go pick up an ounce of uh, Bilbo Swaggins. <laughs> also, no, no, do not imbibe and drive, please. Yep, do, do not, not imbibe, imbibe and spellcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, no imbibing and adventuring. Does not partake of the Yukoloth's bok choy. Downtime days only. Yukoloth's <laughs> bok choy. Bok choy. Wow. Wow. Okay, so next time we get together... Next time we get together, we're going to go through some of the stuff that you talked about so that each of you have a chance to do these little bespoke things over the course of the two weeks. If there's anything else you want to do, even if it's just like administrative, hey, I want to go pick up this or buy this, stuff that you just want to have happen, we'll go ahead and get that all done with. You can send me a message or something. So anything that you don't mind not being in role playing and say, oh, yeah, over the two weeks, I did this, this and this. Go ahead and level up as you will get that long rest. And yeah, if there's anything else you want to do, let me know. But the next time we'll get together, we'll kind of skim through those two weeks and we'll see what happens as Travancore goes out on a question mark date, (laughs) Bernie goes out on a question mark date, and Jonathan goes out on a fire watch, and Carlton gets a Chef's Q's kitchen outfit. It's a full outfit Chef's jacket. With, with the puffy hat and oh, everything. Of course, with the puffy hat. But and there will be a mouse in there. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Sure. New familiar. Actually, for what Carlton. I envision is you asking Bernie to come climb up on your shoulders and pull on your hair, and her explaining she does not cook. Or polymorph Travancore into a mouse, and then Travancore's like unlimited power. Wait a minute, aren't you a druid? Can't you wild shape into a mouse? That's true. I could wild shape into a mouse, and it would make more sense for you to wild shape because then you keep your mental statistics. It's true. <laughs> you know, you know, you're still learning all of the the specialities of wild Baby shaping. Druid. Baby, Baby druid. druid. Well, you know, and you can always go talk to Penelope. Yeah, and on that heartwarming memory. Uh, I'm going to give you some experience, and the next time we get together, you'll you'll have a chance to do some fun things over the next two weeks for divine intervention for artistic reasons, for gazing into balls, for I'm going to sit here and just wait for the next thing to happen, and until then, I'm going to watch the gazing into balls, and the the willingness to fail so wonderfully miserably on an artistic endeavor for funsies. 
I'm going to give you a total of 8,000 experience to split between the four of you. The other thing I will say, the next time we get together, what we will start with is I want to know what y'all got when you leveled up. You don't have to go into all the details, but this is level 18. We're, we're getting to the end game, folks. It's going to happen. But that's for next time. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.